Hello, I'm Eamon. And I'm Conrad. And we are Mega, Mega City, City Film, Film Club. Club. <laughs> and we're back for a film club, Conrad. Oh my gosh. We have been to two more comic book movies. That's right. Both of which have got the word black in the title. That mm. seems to be the Indeed. this time. <laughs> um, we've Both of them, we've done our new thing, which is comic book movie, curry, beer. Yeah. Which... Very English, I feel like. It's excellent. <laughs> We're in know. favor of. Yeah. yeah. Well, come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, these are good combinations. Yeah. I think they've stood the test of time. So the first one we're going to talk about that we went to see, a, I don't know, about a month or so, I guess. Mm-hmm. Black Adam. All right. Uh, I'm going to say directed by Home Colette Serra. And, of course, starring and a passion project for... Uh, one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, one of my faves. Absolutely. No, I mean, I'm, uh, I feel like if you, if you listen to Space Spitter 2000, my podcast, you know that I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Um, and The Rock was always one of, was, yeah, was one of my huge faves. And I've definitely, like, you know, especially in his early career, like in Scorpion King and stuff like that, sort of seeing this guy go from from wrestling to mainstream things. And I think actually it's, it's kind of like in 2000 AD when one of our um, like homegrown uh, creators makes it the big time where you're sort of like, yeah, like I was I was there from the ground floor, you know. So, the, you know, as I say, Black Adam was apparently something Dwayne Johnson was always keen to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry. I, I not sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I I I remember I've got like a a Facebook post, like one of my Facebook memories r- right before the movie came out was something from like 2012 or something being like, "Oh, like The Rock says he wants to be in a Black Adam movie. That sounds excellent." I'm like, "Here we are 10 years later." So it's taken a while to get to screen. Uh it's a DC movie. It's a DC character. It's DC's shall we say big anti-hero character black adam yeah I, I like i'll admit i'm not a big like i feel <laughs> i was trying to think of like black adam stories or things that i've read i'm not a, i was never a huge dc comics fan I, I feel like i've read more like kid nasty man or something the the, the version <laughs> of black adam and miracle man than, right than actual black adam stories <laughs> And the film has a version of the Justice Society of America in it as well, mm-hmm. who are sent to this fictional Middle Eastern country to basically um, confront Black Adam. Uh, I, sh- I, sh- I should note that both of these films feature fictional countries with fictional sort of magical technological um, yeah. Uh, metals, yeah, in MacGuffins, yes. weird things, etc. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what the one is called. Is it Eternium or Ethereum or something? Like that? Yeah, you're so, right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's got the sort of JSA in it. It's got Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, who is now back after five thousand years um, in some sort of tomb, suspended animation. Yeah. Um, what did you make of this fish one? out of water? Yes, <laughs> making his way in the world. Yeah. I mean, bleh. it was <laughs> fine, I guess. Like, um, I mean, again, I'm 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 such a big rock fan that like him, do his like I I I found his deadpan performance very charming. Right. I really like just that. Um, I feel like he did a really good job of sort of being like 
such a a god-powered like superhero and sort of being very disdainful that sort of you know a lot especially when he when he was going up against normal people of just like you know like a a casual slapping aside or something like that that was very well i i that was really good um i like the jsa mostly yeah you know, uh, uh, listen again. While we're talking about things Conrad likes, uh, big Doctor Strange fan, and tangentially that makes me big into Doctor Fate as well, who's sort of the closest thing DC has to Doctor Strange. There's a lot of similarities, just as ma- magical doctors, etc. Yeah. Um, although there's also a lot of different. I don't want to get into it, but <laughs> for yeah. another day. But yeah, but. I mean, there's also just, like, I don't know, but it was also kind of not great, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, um, Pierce Brosnan plays this older Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the costume was all right, but I thought Pierce Brosnan was great as this sort of older, wiser, sort of battle-scarred Dr. Fate. Uh, I sort of I wanted more of that character in a way than, you know... Yeah. Um, the Hawkman, um, Hawkman versus Black Adam was just... Big dudes throwing each other through buildings a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, and it was a. It's sorry because it's been out so long. I feel like I'm a little bit. But if, every time they fought, there was a lot of tough talk between the two characters, and then Black Adam basically won easily. <laughs> or he, it, it, it wasn't like a massive fight. It was more kind of like. Like Hawkman would like maybe land, like half land a blow or something like that, and then Blackout's got you know, again like the the SWAT aside basically. Yeah, like it just it wasn't as competitive as I felt like Hawkman was was supposed to be, I guess. And it did seem like it took them an awful long time to figure out that hitting Black Adam with stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You can drop a building on him; he just shrugs it off. Yeah, he? like at some point, yeah, like oh, oh, oh you're okay. So I mean, yeah, like we aren't equipped to deal with this threat. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, um, and Dwayne the Jock Johnson. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who is, uh, as I've said to you since, he in this film he is now he's so huge physically that I'm sure I have had cars. That are smaller than Dwayne Johnson. Oh, sure. Um, Certainly any, any two-door car is smaller than The Rock at this point. Now, as you say, he's deadpan. He's very... Black Adam is very serious for 95% of this film. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff with the young boy uh, who's trying to... And it's a sort of, you know... Um, it's like Terminator 2, mm. you know, uh, where the young John Connor is trying to make the... Um, the, the the yeah to like humanize the Terminator or yeah whatever, yeah so the kid is I liked all that stuff I thought I wanted a bit more of that stuff the kid teaching Black Adam how to be more of a wise cracking superhero right right it gives him a catchphrase very early on yeah and he ends up using it at the in the climactic fight and things like that yeah the, the only problem I I well the big problem I had of course was that I wanted. I wanted Dwayne Johnson's eyebrow. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted the twinkle, the charisma, the you know, the yeah. charm, and that doesn't appear until the last sort of ten minutes of the film, really, does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, it those elements felt really. I don't know. They felt really weird, actually. I, I guess. Yeah, there's 
Black Adam's brought back to life by this lady, and the lady has a son, and then they have this relationship. But it, it's because, but it felt weird to me just because Black Adam is so like not interested in the present, and so like a maybe not even angry, but just like doesn't want to do anything basically, and doesn't definitely doesn't want to like be friends with anybody or talk to anyone or anything like that. Yeah. And so when his and so when he has these sort of softer moments with the kid, to me they, it felt like, well, why? What's your motivate? What, what like it, it felt like it wasn't that character, his character's motivation for that. Like it felt almost out of place, I guess. Mm. And it's something that I guess maybe got explained towards the end when we kind of learned like the big twist or something like that. But. Um, until then, just felt really incongruous, I guess. Like, yeah. like I don't know. It was a weird thing with the direction, I think, because you definitely had to have it because it sort of makes him a character you can root for a little bit. But it also kind of felt like, well, why is he making an exception for this kid when he's basically just telling everybody else to piss off constantly? Yes, and literally just swatting them aside, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a sort of great joke which you and I sort of spotted, I think, before the film made the joke, which is that, in having been away for 5,000 years, Black Adam apparently doesn't know how to use doors. And he just crashes through walls the whole time, doesn't he? And then finally somebody in the film points this out to him. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, do they have doors here time? <laughs> yes. That's, that's what I mean. It's like he doesn't care to the point where, like, because he's invulnerable, because he's all-powerful and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he doesn't care about... He doesn't care about doors, but he'll... This he'll he'll listen to this kid talk to him about how you have to have a catchphrase and then try to use the catchphrase several times like incorrectly or whatever. Yeah, and it's, again, it's just sort of like hmm. it, it just felt it, it just felt inconsistent with I guess the characterization. I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, the real Dwayne uh, the Rock turns up at the end. I thought, um, and they've now got this ridiculously powerful superhuman character who's now become a sort of superhero for the Middle East. You see, like, the he, he, he kind of becomes, like, the protector of this country yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what they can do with him. Um, again, it's a DC movie that doesn't quite get there, does it? <sighs> I mean, m- maybe a, a conversation for another podcast, I guess, but I've got a lot of feelings about Sort of how the the DC cinematic universe, or whatever, is, is handled, and just there's at least three different tone, or actually no, four different tones or types of movies going in. If just because, like the Justice, like like Batman, Superman, and the Justice League fi- film feels different than the Batman feels yeah. different than Joker feels different than Shazam, which I actually really liked. Um, when that came out in, like, in 2018, I want to say, um, and of course is directly linked to Black Adam, and I think it was really like, I don't know, I know there was a really big moment where, sorry, but at, at the end where, where, where Superman shows up, right, and it's sort of this like, oh, like these two all-powerful, you know, superheroes, they're going to butt heads or whatever but like why isn't why isn't that Shazam that's doing that yeah because they're at a similar power level and 
they're directly linked, right? Because they, you know, obviously they both their get their power from, from the, the same place, yeah, from the wizards or yeah. whatever. So why, why it seems like you should be teasing that and not a superhero, a, a Superman confrontation? Yeah, yeah, because Black Adam. I mean, well, DC are going to tell us that they all exist in the same cinematic universe, but it seems like he exists in the Shazam universe. Yeah, yeah, well, because yeah, because I mean. Because Shazam does have a cameo of Superman right at the end, but even then, it's like it was the cheap one where they didn't want to pay Henry Cavill or something like right. that because it's just sort of from the chest down or uh, something. Okay. Like he shows up for lunch at school or something like that. But like, yeah, like it's. But otherwise, it seems really different. And sort of when they people have superhero stuff, it could more just be like stuff they've bought like like a normal a person in our world would have a lot of superhero stuff I guess yeah and plus like I just like a big part of Justice League was that um, Ben Affleck Batman had collected all these superheroes that had been hiding in the shadows but then that's apparently separate from the Justice Society of America which is apparently a whole thing that like there's a Hawkman and a Doctor Fate who have been up active for years and are you know acknowledged good guys, but like also we have to have a a panel on the concept of superhero vigilantes in Batman vs Superman. I guess. it doesn't make sense overall. And then there's suicides. How the Suicide Squad fits into this and all. Who knows? It could be anything. <laughs> it just it it lacks. And maybe this is what um, you know they're going to figure out going forward or something. But it's not. It's it, it just feels really different for me than those, especially those early days of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's very like, here's these movies, they fit together this way, you know, especially leading up to Avengers, like each movie ends with kind of a lead up to the next one and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. Sh- no, it's all right. I'm bringing. Mean- <laughs> bringing my deep movie thoughts in here no, as well. It's, it's all true. I mean, shout out to Henry Cavill, who's been recently getting his Warhammer on. So. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, listen, third, third Conrad obsession here. But yeah, no, I don't want to, yeah, again, I don't want to be too down on the cameo because, you know, he's the, 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 the most famous, like openly Warhammer playing <laughs> celebrity. But I thought it did make sense in terms of, uh, of the of of what you be building towards with that stuff? How are you, Amy? What's your what's your take on Black Adam? I'm sorry, I've, I I know yeah, I've said a lot. Well, I mean, as you know, I thought I thought like you, I thought it was very meh. I wasn't <laughs> impressed. I wanted I wanted the charming um, mm-hmm. charisma of Dwayne Johnson, and it didn't turn up until the last ten minutes of the movie. And so so yeah, I thought it was just a lot CGI of big blokes bashing themselves through buildings the whole time absolutely yeah especially at the end when you get sort of when the when the the bad guy goes full CGI yeah and it just becomes like alright well like yeah. there's barely even stakes at this point exactly so I <laughs> thought it was a guy in half which I appreciate I thought it was a bit meh um, but there you go uh, <laughs> anyway we got to see it um, anything else you want to say about Black Adam before we move on hmm um, oh, I appreciated um, what that that the Fonz was in it briefly. That yes. was that was pretty excellent. Brief Zoom call appearance of the Fonz. But then, uh, but it just brings me back to my thing of like, well, so if there were super, if 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 Henry Winkler was a superhero, presumably in the nineteen seventies or something, then how come there was? It seemed like there weren't any superheroes at all when Super when Man of Steel came out. What's going on? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. So we went to see it. Um, Let's move on to a a film that's slightly more nuanced. 
certainly has got a bigger critical buzz mm-hmm. uh, and a bigger box office, I think, which, mm. of course, is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which we literally have seen this week. Yes. Uh, starring uh, Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Danny Guerra, directed by Ryan Coogler again. Of course, the huge hole that we all know about is that Chadwick Boseman is no longer there. Mm-hmm. And um, before, I, before I let you go, I might say that the best bit, in a way, was those opening Marvel titles where they just had clips of mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was lovely, very moving at the start, the Marvel opening titles. Um, okay, so they've got, this, they've got to make a Black Panther movie without the Black Panther in it. Mm. Uh, how did they manage with this one? Because this one's got quite a reputation already. People are very fond of this film. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been pay, pay, uh, paying too much attention to the, to the critical stuff. I thought it was fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. It's fine. It was all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- there was definitely some stuff that I liked, and there was definitely some stuff that I, w- I was okay with, I guess. Or just that, like, I don't know. Would have liked it to be a little bit, I don't know, tighter, I guess. Because it was also, again, one of these ones that's really, like, yeah, almost three hours long and things like that. It was that. long, wasn't it? Yeah, it was long. Um, it, I mean, I thought it was great that the the like the three or four leading actors in it were all it was all you know uh, women up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you've got Angela Bassett, when you've got Lupita Nyong'o, uh, they do great stuff whenever they're on screen. Absolutely, I thought Angela Bassett was really great in the film absolutely I, you know I've heard buzz that she's going to get a best supporting actor nomination at the Oscars we'll, we'll wow. see yeah um, we'll see if they want to send any love towards Wakanda forever because <laughs> uh, Black Panther obviously did get a best film nomination mm-hmm. um, spoilers but Letitia Wright Shuri has to sort of a lot of the film rests on her very slim shoulders doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's very much her sort of yeah embracing yeah taking over the Black Panther legacy and you know and and I guess not so much like actually becoming like I guess like Queen of Wakanda or whatever that sort of you know her feeling the, the the loss of her brother as well as everybody you know sharing in the loss of this really central person to her her nation yes yeah and there was a lot of that I mean obviously you know. Um, they're suffering the loss, as you say. The nation of Wakanda is suffering the loss. I note that we, I note that Wakanda, who previously in a couple of films were on the point of sharing their technology and their knowledge, <laughs> have again sort of retreated to behind their borders because they can't trust the United yeah. Nations. Yeah, you know, it's very like <laughs> I don't know. We we talked with this on the way on 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 the way back from the movie, yeah. But just that, it seems like the every interaction with 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 the black panther um seems to end with with oh we're going to open wakanda up a little bit yeah and it never it, it never fully happening i guess or never being like all right now it's open or now it's like you know now we, we we've normalized relationships or something it's always, always very standoffish always being um you know undermined by outsiders and stuff like that yeah. Uh so that bit was 
that was a bit was a bit strange. That they again retreated and said, "Well, we gave you a bit of vibranium, and you immediately made weapons out of it. So we're, <laughs> we're not doing that anymore." And then, of course, they got the big conflict of the film is that they introduce Namor, the Submariner. Yeah, woo, <laughs> and the underwater nation of not Atlantis. You can't prove that it's Atlantis. It could be anything, you know. Um, they call it Talakan, an ancient Aztec civil- type civilization. I Mayan, Mayan, I want to say. Maybe. Okay. Mesoamerican, certainly, is, right. or whatever. But that sort of in- inspired thing. But yeah. And I'll take a run at Tenoch Huerta Meja as Namor. Um, pretty good, actually. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting take on the, on, on the Namor character. Because that's, that's a guy who... I would say when we, especially in the early days of these Marvel movies, kind of talking about like how you bring a character to screen to screen and not look stupid. I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, this is a problem we talked about in the Judge Dread in our Judge Dread coverage, mm. right? Of like the challenge of bringing something of sometimes something can look good on the pages of the comic and not look that great. In reality, the different, you know, be it giant golden eagle shoulder pads or a dude that just kind of wears a green Speedo and, and has, you know, foot wings yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like these are these are challenges, yeah. you know. But I think they, you know, they I, I think that they, they, they did a pretty good job of just having a pretty faithful name. I mean, he is wearing green trunks yeah. the whole movie you yeah. know he's in the green trunks they haven't put him in a tunic or anything like that and like he's de- and I think they did they did an okay job of making it look like he's being propelled by his ankle wings I yeah. guess yeah it is also a, a weird concept when you think about it they may just believe the physics of ankle wings even though you know if you think about it for too long you think no you will believe a man can fly <laughs> with, with ankle, from his ankles <laughs> with his ankle wings yeah um so he was very good. I liked that. Uh, I didn't quite buy the conflict between Wakanda and Telecan, as they call it. It just felt like it didn't make sense. It's <laughs> like, you know, they're both fighting anime. Or like they could have like... See, this is why they actually need a, need to be part of the United Nations so that they can have some like people to bring them to the to the to the bargaining table to talk about this stuff. Yeah, as opposed to just having a bunch of people who have you know punch based solutions sort of <laughs> getting into these talks. And I I know you know we've talked about this. If Black Adam was big blokes just hitting each other, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was a lot of people. Shouting, I thought there was quite a lot of there's, there's a lot of lot of anger and shouting in the confrontation. There's a lot of shouting, lots a lot of yelling at each other, a lot of spear stuff. Actually, it's very interesting that we've got two sides who you know because they're sort of high tech and like you know building from. Um, yeah, just, just um, yeah, have, have sort of tribal traditions, or so, I don't know what the right term is. I'm sorry, um, but you know they they sort of have a focus on on hand to hand combat, basically. Yeah, and both sides have spears and stuff. I would have liked, I don't know, maybe if um, the Atlanteans had had some of those like things of like the obsidian, like the bats with the obsidian shards in them or something. But you probably couldn't do that and have a PG thirteen actually. So never mind. Anyway, anyway, okay, and I was. Because I had a, I had a slight problem that Letitia Wright 
spent most of the film shouting mm-hmm. and didn't convince me until that sort of final scene on a beach where actually I thought the emotion and everything worked mm-hmm. and I thought she convinced me there. And maybe, I'm thinking about it, maybe what I was really missing was Chadwick Boseman's natural charisma in much the same way mm. that I missed Dwayne Johnson's charisma until the end of Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, okay. I mean, it, it again, it was fine. We weren't blown away by it, yeah, were we? Yeah, th- you know, I thought it was like, yeah, it was a it was an it, it was okay. Like I am uh like I don't want to say that I, you know, it, it's not one of these times where my time was wasted or something like that, but it was like it was it it didn't blow me away the way that I I don't know. I I feel like I really liked that first Black Panther movie that really had like it really has some really interesting moments in it, and um, kind of st- and some and some some of the imagery, and also just some of like the uh, the, the 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 concepts of it really uh, uh, stuck with me. I guess um, we both I know we both liked Winston Duke as Mbako in this. Yeah, film. yeah, he's my yeah Mbako's my favorite man. I loved him in the first one. He was good in this one too, although less like I liked him in the first one because he was so confrontational and just sort of told. Uh, Black told T'Challa to get over himself yeah. and he takes a similar advisory role although less confrontational in this one yeah I thought it was great in this one that he was the guy who was saying do we really want to go to war you know I appreciate that because it seemed reasonable yeah. like, you know we've also got Julia Lewis Louis Dreyfus as uh, the Contessa who they sort of they're clearly bigging up as going to be part of something, or she's organising right, something. Right, because she was in the the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. She, yeah, she appeared on the TV show, and they're sort of like setting her up as being another behind the scenes manipulator organizer, like mm-hmm. they did obviously with the, uh, you know, um, uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's in there. Um, and then, of course, we also get an introduction of the character Riri Williams, who is, is it Ironheart? She becomes, yeah. uh, and it was, let me just look here, Dominic, Dominique Thorne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was... It was okay. Like, honestly, I felt like her part of the movie might have been the weakest part for me, almost, because it... Um, I felt like her motivation kind of changed a lot in terms of just she seemed because at once it's like I'm really interested in Wakanda that seems cool but also I don't trust you people what are you talking about I guess and the ambivalence kind and that sort of ambivalence kind of felt confused I just didn't understand where where her character was like does she want to help does she want to go home does she, is she does she does she like these guys does she not like them all, all that kind of stuff like she she just went from like I don't like you I'm gonna throw my, my I'm gonna throw my heater at you <laughs> my, uh, my, my my space heater at you when you ask me to come with you to like I'm gonna use my prototype power armor to fight the FBI with you, basically, like sort of back and forth, and then, but then after that, like I don't trust you guys. I want to go home or yeah. whatever. It just it didn't it it didn't make a ton of sense to me. I guess just just the the characterization. Um, but you know, I liked her. You know, but she built a super suit that was pretty awesome, and like. You know, and I, I, I thought the actress was good. I just felt like, yeah, like I don't know, the the writing didn't like 
keep her consistent enough, I, I guess, which made it kind of, I don't know, especially because we've already like, cause, cause I could see her being a mate, um, like the focus of a movie generally just being, being this fish out of water in a new place. Right. But we've already kind of focusing on Shiri as the main character for it. So she felt like semi, like not extraneous, but like sort of, they were splitting their focus between these things. Mm. And it's also like, yeah, like her, like sort of, you know, she's on her own kind of coming of age story at the same, or, you know, develop character development story at the same time that Shiri is. And it's kind of weird to have those both happening at at the same time, Mm. I I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm probably asking too much of Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange, (laughs) but I'd, I'd quite like to see her with Doctor Strange and have him extend his sort of older mentorship you know that he's he's now sort of fulfilling in the Marvel Cinematic Universe taking over from um, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr who sort of like had that role before um, you know he might be too busy with America Chavez um, presumably but yeah. I would quite like to see Riri Williams turn up with Doctor Strange at some point I mean if well I imagine like we we've talked about this a little bit of just the idea that there's this subtle young Avengers team, yeah, being kind of sort of sort of coalescing mm. through these movies and stuff, like America Chavez, um, the Maximov uh, twins, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, Ms. Marvel, obviously. Yeah, um, there's a new Black Widow, right? Pugh, yeah, yeah. All the, all these things coming together, and I, most of them are, are centered in, around Doctor Strange. So who's to say? You yeah. Know? Kate Bishop, of course. The right, yeah, guy. from Praka, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm sort yes, I'm more interested in the Young, young Avengers film than I am in, in the Black Panther film, unfortunately. <laughs> but it was there. We went to see it. I thought it, was, I thought it was okay. I wish there had been, because, like, I don't know. I found the, the um, sorry, I keep calling it Atlantis, but that sort of, that, yeah. that stuff was okay, but... Man, I I love Wakanda and just this the idea of this like Afrofuturist you know city of skyscrapers that's you know that that takes all of its like art direction and style from you know a different place than you know you see in 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 the U.S. or in England or something mm. like that. I would have loved just to see like. Just like more on the ground Wakanda stuff, I guess. Yeah, I had I've read someone who had a, had a kind of a criticism, just that like we see a lot of palaces and a lot of uh, like royal councils and stuff in in Wakanda, but we don't really see we see like maybe some street scenes, but not like what's a coffee shop like in Wakanda yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like even just little moments like in the Doctor Strange movie where we find out that like. Pizza's universal in all relationship, in, in all realities, just takes different forms or something like that. Little stuff like that. I I, I wish they they had more to kind of like I don't know center things around this country that the that the movie's named after and all that kind of stuff. You know, I would have like again. I I I think an interesting movie could have been like Riri Williams like being picked for a scholarship and moving to Wakanda and like finding out that life in that in, in that world or something like yeah. that. I think, I think that would have been an interesting film also. But obviously, especially with 
you know, with with the death of Chadwick Boseman and stuff, the idea, you know, finding a new Black Panther that becomes the must be the central focus of a Black must Panther be, film. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we went to see these two films. Uh, it's the end of 2022. You know, Christmas is rapidly upon us. We've looked at the calendar and figured out we probably won't be seeing any more comic book movies until next year. Mm-hmm. Quick review, best of the year for you so far? Ooh. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say Doctor Strange, The yeah. Multiverse of Madness. That's my sort of, that's my top one. <laughs> yeah. And mine is still Spider-Man No Way Home, which mm. is the first one we saw this year. Doctor Strange would be second for me. Uh, after that, it gets a bit sort of... You know, I suppose the Batman, the yeah, Batman. Yeah, I'd say the Batman's probably my, my third one. Yeah. And then at the tail end, you've got the Black Panther film, the Black Adam film, and then Morbius. <laughs> Never forget Morbius. Never forget Morbius. I yeah. le- I'll mention that the last time we did this, I talked about how uh, people were going to make jokes and get Morbius re-released, and it was. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. You internet fools. You blew it up. <laughs> you maniacs, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that is another episode of the Mega City Film Club. We do actually have um, some more films to talk about. Mm. We've had a listener suggestion of a film that we should look at and talk about, which we've actually we've seen. Yes. And then you suggested... And I suggested, yeah, which I feel like now I'm in trouble about. <laughs> For uh, I, I, I suggest we should also watch something and now and, and now Eamon can hold it over my head forever, basically. No, I'm glad I've seen it now. We, <laughs> we have watched these two somewhat sort of comic-adjacent films. Um, these are old films that we've watched. Uh, and we will, the Mega City Film Club will return at some point to discuss those. Um, and you'll hear more about that on this feed, so stay tuned. Absolutely. Until then, where can we people find Space Spinner 2000, Conrad? I mean, f- the same place where you're listening to this. 100% if you put Space Spitter 2000 in, you'll find us. 2000 AD Review Podcast. We do about a month of 2000 AD progs. An episode started way back at Prog 1. Now we're at now we're on our way to Prog 900 and beyond. So 1977 to 1994. Oh, it's an exciting time. Uh, great stuff. Uh... Yeah, find Space Spinner wherever you're listening to Mega City Book Club and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, Mega City Film Club will return. Until then, I've been Eamon. I'm Carter Ed. And we have been Mega City Film Club. Mega City Film Club.